Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Run on the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Adam. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Grand, yeah, thank you very much. And we've got um, Andy. How are you? I was going to say I can't complain, but I'm a Glaswegian sitting in Glasgow, which is currently 15 degrees in the middle of November, so I'm basically dying. But other than that, I'm fine. I, I heard. Wait, it's I heard it's, it's, it's far too warm for November. My, my, I'm no built for this. I mean, I'm no built for warmth at any point, to be honest with you, but particularly not in November. <laughs> I think it's been, it's been the two warmest nights in Scotland or something, hasn't it? The climate has changed. Very possibly, yes. That might Nothing just be says as panic. a result of the fireworks. Nothing says panic like the two warmest nights ever. <laughs> in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> And I think for the first time ever this year, the, um, Scotland is um, devoid of snow all year round. So it finally melted in uh, September. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, Things are going I great. I joke about that. It's just we're all going to die sooner rather than later. But hey, never <laughs> mind it. Let's talk football. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll talk about football. So we'll talk about the EFL Trophy. We're going to talk about uh, leagues and their final games this weekend. Um, other bits and bobs of news. But first of all, some teams have announced their squad. So before the world burns, maybe the last thing Andy will see before the apocalypse falls upon him is uh, Harry Kane lifting the trophy come the uh, middle of December. So the um, <laughs> England squad... <laughs> Imagine that. Harry Kane lifts his trophy and then a big... Tidal wave of fire comes <laughs> over you and burns you to death. Yeah. I mean, that's a sure sign of the apocalypse, to be fair. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, many teams have released their squads this week. So, um, that will qualify for the World Cup. We are going to do a special World Cup pod uh, next week. So, we're not going to go into a huge amount of detail uh, regards to the individual podcast here uh, regards the individual teams here um we'll just have a brief discussion of um scotland and england squads for the world cup and um see um which one of those two conversations take the longest what do you reckon guys that is a fucking disgrace i can't believe i've signed up for this <laughs> honestly why these days it's going to happen chris scotland's going to this is going to be scotland's time i'm gonna i'm gonna be right here right here reminding you <laughs> One what of these days, your hand is going to come up. climate disaster or Scotland qualifying for a World Cup? Uh, I, I don't see why the two things can be combined. I reckon we'd probably be quite good at playing football three feet underwater, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. All, all we need is to make sort of like Brazil, Argentina, maybe sort of like Central, Southern Europe. If they can become in, uninhabitable... Then this will be Scotland's time to shine. Well, I mean, Brazil's probably going to be slightly better now that they've no longer. Scotland versus Greenland in the World Cup final. 
Aye, Scotland will probably, and uh, Brazil will probably do slightly better now that, you know, they don't have somebody in there ripping up all the rainforests. But, I mean, still, aye. Just make them as the a habit. Only pitch left in this con- the only pitch left in this country will be a 4G pitch on the top of Ben Nevis. That's how you'll win. <laughs> aye, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, rena- we'll rename the top of Ben Nevis to Tony Macaroni Arena. We'll just transplant their 4G pitch up there and we'll be good. <laughs> okay, so um, I will briefly read out the names of the England squad, and we'll go. And all you need to do is just tell me any your sort of rating out of ten as to how you think uh, Gareth Scott and I were picking this. So, John Pickford, Nick Pope, and Aaron Ramsdale, goalkeepers. Uh, defenders are Trent Alexander-Arnold, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Ben White, Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier, midfielders. Jude Bellingham, Connor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, uh, Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, Mason Mount. Forwards, um, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, James Madison, Marcus Rashford, Bukai Saka, Callum Wilson and Raheem Sterling. Um, Adam, on a scale of 1 to 10, two things. How surprised were you with those names and how happy are you with those names? Um, I would say it's probably about an 8 or a 9 for both. Yeah. No real surprises. Okay. No real no. admissions. No. Okay. Uh, Andy, Tune in on you? Tuesday for more talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just very quickly say that I am sitting there raging if I'm for Kayo Tomori. Um, I cannot believe uh, Maguire. Well, I mean, I can believe it, but at the same time, I can't believe that Maguire's been picked ahead of him. Um, especially given the reason he gave for not picking Tammy Abraham, who I also think should have went, was that Tammy's not in the best of form at the moment, to which I would say, and Harry Maguire is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I yeah, let's head. If I'm Tamori and Abraham, I'm feeling slightly aggrieved. Um, but as a Scot, as a Scotsman, I'm delighted I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Kaya Tamora, you get that Leonardo DiCaprio clapping gif from me to you, because <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. So, yeah, most of the other teams have um, had theirs out as well. Um, Argentina announced theirs today, as did Spain. Uh, host Qatar uh, have um, added theirs. So, but like I say, we're going to be doing a, um, a special preview before uh, the tournament begins, so we'll go into it in, in greater depth there. So... This week uh, in England, uh, there was the EFL Trophy, EFL Cup, Stroke League Cup, uh, Stroke Rumbelows Cup, Stroke Coca-Cola Cup, Adam. Um, probably the tie of the round, uh, regards to the teams playing each other, was Manchester City 2, Chelsea 0, uh, Riyad Mahrez and Alvarez um, scored. Uh, Riyad Mahrez free kick, Adam, was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it was alright. Sorry, you could have done better, could you? As good. Maybe not better, but as good. I mean, he did the best he could under the circumstances. He got the ball into the net from the distance he was out. Yeah. I mean, mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to write home about. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's, the, no. it's the League Cup, Chris. There's nothing to write home about. Oh, really? When there, are players with, when there are players with squad numbers, that's starting with the eight in the, with an eight and have another number after them. Yeah. What was I watching? Nothing else on TV. Well, Trent has got 66 for Liverpool. Yeah, and it's a disgrace. <laughs> Wait till you see Mexico. Liga MX, they have three numbers on the back of their shirts quite often. That's because they sell them and it's, you have to pay per number. <laughs> Crypto numbers. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Lewis Hall and Christian Pulisic went close for Chelsea. Um, Alvarez is looking quite the prospect, isn't he, Andy, at Manchester City? Yeah, I, I, I think we might have mentioned him a few weeks back where we said that if, if anyone in any club was going to be able to help a, a South American settle into this country uh, quickly, it would be Pep and Man City. Um, because, as we know, South Americans traditionally in the past have, have kind of struggled when they've come here directly from South America rather than through a, perhaps a smaller European club first. So, yeah, he's... Um, we thought him and Haaland up front for the next three seasons for City is, is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, Adam, uh, I nearly sent you something on WhatsApp today. Um, Duncan Ferguson talking on a podcast about how Everton were offered Erling Haaland when he was 15 and they said no. Is, is um, Duncan Ferguson wanting to sort of come out as the next sort of Arsene Wenger of players who I could have signed but didn't? <laughs> I think uh, whatever club he was at at the time, um, FK Ronald Amundsen or whatever it was in Norway, they wanted um, about two, three million quid and Everton didn't want to pay that for a spotty youth 15-year-old. Makes sense. Yeah. So there we go. What could have been? Um, So Chelsea won two out of seven in all competitions. I've heard on a few podcasts this week, guys, that uh, Graham Potter might be under a bit of pressure. Um, is he, do you think? And is that fair? Chelsea? No. Chelsea going to do Chelsea, Chelsea things. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Andy, do you reckon he is? He probably is. He shouldn't be. Um, you, you've got to give him time. You've brought him in because you know he's a system guy. Um, so you've got to give him time to get in everyone that fits into that system. You can't judge them on, on half a season, but it is Chelsea, so yeah, he probably is <clears throat> under pressure. The World Cup might actually be coming at quite a good time for him. Yeah, bit of a sort of, bit of a break and gives him a chance to train his players for a month, yeah. Um, okay, also in the League Cup was Arsenal 1, Brighton 3, Danny Welbeck, Matoma and um, Tarek Lamptey scored. Uh, Arteta made 10 changes from the Premier League. Um, Andy, you're Everton fan, given the fact that you're going for, or you are where you are in the league, at the top of the league, um, are you quite happy you're not in this competition anymore? I, I think you said I'm an Everton fan now. Did you say Everton, Adam? I yeah, thought sorry. you said Everton rather than Arsenal. Um, <laughs> so, Did I? Sorry. <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's perfectly obvious that Arteta has decided at this stage, I mean, if if we were second or third in the table, would he have sent out a different team for this? Yes, probably. He's probably thinking about the fact the fact that they are in a title challenge at the moment. So, yeah, I think he's probably... He, I, I don't imagine he'll lose too much sleep about this. No, are you only that you're quite happy with what he's done? Yeah, I mean... I mean, the League Cup does get you into... Europa League, I still think, but uh, at this point, Ars- Arsenal must have higher aspirations than that. You know, they must think this is this is almost guaranteed Champions League football at this point, regardless of whether they win the title or not. So, yeah, I'm I'm content for for them to use this as an opportunity to blood some of the the, the fringe players. 
Okay. Uh, West Ham 2, Blackburn 2. Uh, ben Brereton Diaz with an 88th minute equaliser. Blackburn went on to win that 10-9 on penalties. Um, both teams changed their starting 11s. Um, Blackburn second in the championship. I can understand them changing uh, their entire team because they're going for promotion. West Ham, they're 15th. I can't see them getting relegated at all. Adam, do you think David Boys has missed the chance of glory here by picking a, a weekend team? No, what's the what's where's the glory? I told you it's the League Cup. It's not a trophy. And if you're West Ham, when are you next going to win a trophy? It's um... yeah, but they're not going to win the trophy though, are they? Because what's going to happen is they'll get they'll get to the they'll get to the anything approaching a semi final. They'll play one of the big teams who will, will have a, have a really strong squad. All this time we talk about this this trophy not being taken seriously, but how many times are the are the contestants in the final still eventually the the teams that essentially make up the big six. I can't even remember. It feels like it's always Chelsea are always there. Man City won it five years in a row or something. Yeah, but that, West Ham are never going to win the Premier League and Manchester City are always at the top of that. Is there a difference between those two scenarios? You know, why compete for the Premier League if you know you're never going to win it? Or, you see what I mean? Well, because... They, they don't want you. Don't even believe this. So, <laughs> that's the prize money for winning the league cup. It's probably a packet of sweets and some buttons. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well, so we've got uh, Forest two Spurs now. Um, Spurs only made three changes from uh, Sunday's defeat to Liverpool. Um, Harry Kane started. I think he played about an hour or so. So. Uh, Andy, you'll be gutted to know that zero trophies for your North London rival since two thousand and eight. Um, I and I think they only got they only got that one because the ball was punched into Jonathan Woodgate's face, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I believe it was, and it's also that it's just um, yeah. I mean, even the even the season they they reached the Champions League final, we knew they weren't going to win it because they were playing Liverpool at that point, were leagues ahead of them. So yeah, I'm, I, I could say that's well, Jesse's not here. I'm very glad that Spurs are struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Still good. She doesn't listen good, either, so she'll never know. Good news that, um, that Harry Kane is so tired that he can play sixty minutes in a in a Yeah, Conte said there. that he's exhausted. Conte said that didn't he? And I'm just going to yeah. play him unnecessarily in this game. It doesn't really mean anything. I think he's trying to make a point. Uh, I think I think that maybe managers are only saying things that serve themselves and are maybe aren't always true, Chris. Yeah. Probably. Or maybe, you know, if Italy aren't going, Conte thinks nobody goes. Or I'll just send you off as screwed up as you can get. What, you think he just assumes it's not happening? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's just, if Italy aren't going, he doesn't have fun the next month. Nobody has fun. So he sends Harry Kane as right. shagged as possible. <laughs> um, just got, Liverpool, Harry, Kane, Harry Kane's currently, uh, as we record this at what, quarter to nine on a Friday, Harry Kane's currently at the Tottenham <laughs> training ground just doing shuttle runs. <laughs> Conte just there with a whistle, just <laughs> stood over him. Everyone else sent home, just Harry Kane. <laughs> and they were there till midnight, yeah. Um, Liverpool, nil, Derby, nil. Liverpool won 3 2 on penalties. Um, Coming Callagher with, uh, or Queeve Callagher, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, three penalty saves in the shootout. Um, it's his eighth 
EFL Trophy appearance uh, for Kelleher goal for Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool have won all four penalty shootouts that he went on to play in, so he's um, he's quite the specialist. Um, Adam, I'm afraid we've got to talk about Bournemouth 4, Everton 1. Everton 11 changes, Bournemouth 9. Um, I wrote, again, is this a mischance? But given what you said earlier on, you're not bothered that Everton have lost? No. No? Um, Zero. Bournemouth wins... Oh, really? Okay. I mean, if you manage to get yourself by happenstance to Wembley for the for the League Cup final, you'd be excited, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, but that's it. It's all or nothing, Chris. What's the point of playing yeah. all those meaningless games and getting knocked out in the semi-final? I guess so, and especially if you're um, in this congested season that we've already got, you might as well lose on purpose in the Cups and get a few weeks off later in the I... season. I, I'm giving it zero credit that anyone lost on purpose. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the FA was say. Or I, I think um, Manchester United are in a little bit of trouble because I think they had two games cancelled due to the Queen dying. And given Manchester United's run in the Europa League and various other fixtures as well, there are, they've got two games to be rearranged and there's no gap in which to rearrange these two fixtures for the end of the season. So they could well be quite screwed, um, which given Manchester United is quite funny, I guess. Uh, so Just make, yeah, them play like, um, make them play like an old-fashioned like park doubleheader where you play two, you play four, <laughs> four halves of 30 minutes each. I don't, not four halves, that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. You yes. play two separate games, 30 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm sure Manchester United played Arsenal in the Cup. Uh, sorry, in the Premier League one year at Highbury. Right, I'm going to stop you there. I'm day. already sure that this is probably wrong. OK, right. I'm sure that they played Arsenal in the league at Highbury mm-hmm. and the very next day had a League Cup game against Arsenal. The very, very next day. And Paul Scholes got in trouble because he refused to play in it because he'd already played in the league game the day before. Are you Googling? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> Well, you keep googling. I'll talk to Andy then until you uh, prove I'm correct. Um, <laughs> That's not going to happen. Uh, uh, Bournemouth win stops a run of four straight losses, um, 58% possession, and only eight shots for Everton. Um, Bournemouth they had 12, so they did a bit more with that lack of possession they had. Uh, other results: Bristol City one, Lincoln City three, um, Burnley three, Crawley one, Leicester three, Newport nil. MK Dons 2, Morecambe 0, um, Newcastle 0, Palace 0, um, Newcastle 3 2 on penalties. Uh, Stevenage 1, Charlton 1, Charlton 1 5 on penalties. Brentford 1, Gillingham 1, um, Gillingham 1 6 5 on penalties. Wolves 1, Leeds 0. And finally, Southampton 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1, um, Southampton 1 6 5 on penalties. So, the draw for the fourth round is um, Wolves versus Gillingham, which will be Julian Lopetegui's first game in charge. Uh, Southampton versus Lincoln, Blackburn versus Forest, which is a proper Premier League game from 1994. Um, Newcastle versus Bournemouth, Manchester City versus Liverpool, United versus Burnley, MK Dons versus Leicester, and Charlton versus Brighton. Right, have you found it? Yeah, I found an article, a conclusive article that proves you're wrong. Because <laughs> this tells, tells, this is a list on the Manchester United website of all the times they've played two sides. Um, Back to back in consecutive games because they played Aston Villa in the league and in the cup. Mm -hmm. 
And I've got a list of all the times it's happened. Um, only eight times, like I said. Not one of them have they was it ever back to back. It was they did have one against Arsenal once or twice. Um, but no, just once. Sorry. But luckily, it conclusively proves you to be wrong. <laughs> My favourite type of proof. <laughs> Uh, right, okay, other bits and bobs of leagues. So, um, there are no games in Spain this weekend. They're about the only sensible team I've come across in Europe and have cancelled games this forthcoming weekend. They don't play again until New Year's Eve. Um, they did have midweek games, though. Real Madrid beat Cadiz 2-1. Um, Sevilla lost 2-1 at home to Real Sociedad. Uh, Athletic Bilbao beat Valladolid 3-0. Um, and Osasuna lost 2-1 at home to Barcelona. But that wasn't the story, was it? Because uh, Gerard Piquet um, got sent off before he even came on the pitch, didn't he, Andy? Did you hear this? I did. This is great. This is this is the perfect way for Gerard Piquet to go out. I mean, perfect way would have been for him to get like arrested from the touchline for like tax crimes or something. But, I mean, if that's not going to be the case, then I am kind of glad that yeah, it's an ignominious. It's not quite... Zidane headbutt and Matarazzi, but I mean, it's it's a decent uh, backup. Well, I mean, I suppose the only other way he could have improved it was by carrying through his threat, couldn't he? <coughs> I mean, that's true, I so that's, um, but nobody needs to see that. <laughs> so what did he threaten then? What did he say to the referee oh, what was that? to get his red card? Oh, I can't, something about, was it not some ridiculous, like, he was going to do something to his grandmother or something. I, I no, normally Spanish insults. I yeah, because like, Spanish insults normally involve calling your mum a prostitute. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, he said to the referee, I shit on your prostitute, mother. And this is while he was a sub. And he got sent off before he um, even managed to get on the pitch. So, that's a very niche insult, though, isn't it? To be fair, he hasn't been being paid for a little while, so he probably just thought, like, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> uh, what's his legacy then, guys? Is he? Are you um, expecting him to come back in some sort of presidential role for Barcelona one day? Does he go down as an all-time great for Barcelona? Yeah, of course he does. That's right, I'm, I'm only asking. <laughs> yeah, I feel Stupid like... Questions. Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ask the questions, you answer them sensibly, Adam. No, I like this. Can we get Adam on there? No, off? my mum said if you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Andy, you talk to me about the um, the poor man's Ryan Shawcross then, Jared Piquet. No, the, we, we, we spoke about this uh, briefly on last week's podcast as well. He definitely goes down at an all-time all -time great. Of course he does. Will he go down as one of the world's great defenders? No, I don't think he will. But, I mean, in terms of what the Barcelona needed him to do for that system, it was it was outstanding. And, um, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't doubt he'll be back in some kind of presidential role someday, given he's, he's already spoken openly about that being one of his goals. And the, the current yeah. president is... I don't think Barcelona have had a popular president in about 15 years at this point, so if he was to run, I think he'd probably have a, a fair shout. I mean, if he I runs, mean, then he becomes... He needs to go away and just spend some time doing more mental shit that he was already doing, but as a player, I want him to I want him to take that 
turn that World Cup of keeping the balloon off the floor into maybe like a World Tour event. <laughs> maybe there are other um, things that he thinks could be televised like that. Maybe the floor gets, is lava. Maybe he gets into shitting on actual prostitutes, mothers, or, or something. Yeah, he's a single man now. I'm sure there's people that would pay good money to watch that kind of thing. I don't um, you um you feel he's Barcelona's greatest player ever. What do you think he means to No, he's not Danny Alves. <laughs> or Quaresma. I'm just gonna let the dead air be a, I'm just gonna let the dead air be a crime <laughs> and it's your crime. Uh so, I mean, would he want to run for president? I often find this really weird. There's such a legendary player that would want to come back and ruin his legacy by coming back as a politician and being hated by the fans if he doesn't win something. Yeah, maybe. Possibly, he's, but he, he might also he's... look at it in terms of yeah. can things get much worse than they've been the last yeah. two, three years? <laughs> Where do we go? Yeah. How do we go down from here? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> in Italy... Um, Napoli top on 34, uh, 38 points, and it's Lazio and Milan on 30 each. Then Juventus on 28. There were midweek games. All the top four won apart from Milan, who drew 0-0 with Cremonese. Um, this weekend, it might well be the final weekend uh, before... Well, I guess they're not really playing Italy, so they can jam all these fantastic games in the last weekend and not really care. Um, it, it is Napoli versus Udinese, uh, Milan versus Fiorentina, Juventus versus Lazio, and also uh, this weekend is sixth-place Atalanta versus fifth-place Lazio. Um, Germany. Did you say, sorry, did it, you, I wasn't listening then. Did you say that Syria are playing this weekend as well? Yes. Because so, I was just thinking while you were saying that, I was, took, I was taking in what you were saying as well. I wasn't listening to the words you were saying because I was listening to all of the great, interesting things you said earlier, Chris, and sort of just processing them. <laughs> and the Premier League is taking the piss. So, so La Liga have stopped playing as of. Wednesday or Thursday, right? And they're not starting mm-hmm. in until New Year's Day, did you say, or New Year's Eve? Eve, yeah. Whereas the Premier League are playing until Sunday. I don't know if there's a Monday night game. Is there a Monday night game? No, so they're playing until Sunday. Maybe mm-hmm. answer words with answer questions with words, Chris, because the listener can't see you shaking your head. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping it's not just the listener, but listeners. Well, they're individual listeners. People very, people very rarely get together and listen to to podcasting groups. Good. So this episode has gone so far. I can see why. <laughs> um, so the Premier League are playing until Sunday, and then they're starting on Boxing Day. Yeah, yes, they are, aren't they? Although I think is the next round of the League Cup before the first round of Premier League fixtures. I think. I feels like you're making that up. Oh, really? Another thing I'm making up. I mean, right, I'm sure. You've, it's not been a great time for successful <laughs> claims by Chris today so far. <laughs> Although you're batting up, you are batting about like a a one eighty percent like hit rate, which is probably higher than normal for you. <laughs> Tuesday, the twentieth of December, Manchester City versus Liverpool in the EFL Cup. Oh, that stopped clock is right again. Um, and I guess if football comes home or sorry when football comes home Andy it's is it the 18th or 20th of December the final well you've just told me there's a 
EFL game on the 20th. It can't be on the 20th. Oh, I can't be thinking. It'd be very bold of the Football League to be like, do you know what? We'll put this up against the FA Cup fight and the World Cup final. I'm sure it'll do good ratings. <laughs> do you think Chillingham versus Brentford, whatever it is? Yeah. <laughs> against the Carabao Cup, fourth round versus the World Cup final. I don't know. It kind of does feel like there might be something to the EFL gone. Will Haaland be playing in the World Cup final? No. Will Mo Salah? No. Fine. Man City versus Liverpool. Just stick that in. <laughs> just, put, just send it the reserve teams and their two players. That'll still do for ratings. Final is the 18th of December. So I guess all the English players for Man City and Liverpool will still be celebrating. So it will just be sort of youth teams and foreigners who didn't go to the World Cup, like Andy said. Celebrating so in Christmas, theory... maybe. <laughs> In theory, you could play the World Cup final on the 18th and then play a League Cup game on the 20th. <laughs> what a comeback. Imagine if you lose the FA, the World Cup final and then you've got to come back and, and play the League, the League Cup. And get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, OK, in Germany, um, Bayern are top and they've opened up a four-point lead. Uh, they're on 31 points. Union Berlin, who have drew and lost their last two games, they're on 27, as are Freiburg, and then Frankfurt on 26. So... This weekend it is Schalke versus Bayern, Freiburg versus Union, Mainz versus Frankfurt. Uh, in France, PSG top on 38 points, then Lens on 33 and Rennes on 28. This weekend it's PSG versus Auxerre, Lens versus Clermont, uh, Lens versus Clermont, Rennes versus Toulouse, and Sunday evening is Monaco versus Marseille. So again, league unfinishing with a sort of a banger of a game. Um, they're not the only games going on this weekend. In the A-League, it's Sydney FC versus Western Sydney Wanderers. It's the Sarajevo derby as FK Sarajevo play uh, Zelishnya. Uh, Bulgaria is the oldest capital derby as Lesky Sofia plays um, Slavia Sofia. Uh, in England, it's Burnley versus Blackburn. In Zimbabwe, it's the Harare Dynamo, uh, derby as Dynamos play Caps United. Um, Andy, in Hong Kong, it is uh, Eastern Sports Club versus Rangers. How do you think they're going to get on this weekend? Well, I mean, based on current form, Eastern will, will clearly win, and um, that's, that's not much I could do about it. So, Rangers will do well. We'll come out in that point. <laughs> uh, and what about other Rangers team playing St Mirren this weekend the Sorry, viewer will enjoy that and it will be viewer singular <laughs> <laughs> oh um, if anyone is interested in the FIFA streaming app uh, they are streaming they, oh, they're streaming today and I, I guess ongoing they're gonna, uh, they've are gonna. they been streaming second division Madagascan football which, which was actually good fun no come on that, that surely that's a Pixar film there's penguins playing that, that plucky young second division Madagascarian footballer who's, who's actually <laughs> like a lion out, or something. Who made it out of the outtakes or something. <laughs> um, uh, how, maybe it's like the opposite oh. of the, um, the Asda Elf ad where they've CGI'd a football into Madagascar to make it look like there's a game going on. Just shot from really artistic cinematic angles. Um Something I've not paid attention to. I don't know if you know the answer. What? Uh, what <laughs> me? <laughs> if you know the answer, the problem is I won't believe it. Go on, then. What are you paying attention to? Um, how much football was stopping for the World Cup? Uh, so, like, I know we've got League One, League Two, haven't we? Well, that, that was part of my question. So, League One and League Two are still playing. Yes, but the championships no. not. Um, no. Uh, what's going what on? About, like, 
What about like joke leagues? Well, we've got Andy here, haven't we? So let's, let's <laughs> ask him. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, I swear to God, one of these days, one of these podcasts is going to end up with me showing up at your door in a news report that ends before turning the gun on himself. <laughs> He was a quiet loner. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I nearly took a chunk out of my own wrist because I had to bite so hard. Because I was I am really sorry. It was, uh, it was an Don't be sorry, I'm so I'm... proud of you. <laughs> I'm not really Rosenthal. Uh, so, yeah, so is, is Scotland stopping? I'm, it's going to be really I'm... awkward when you have to say Scotland. no now. <laughs> I'll tell you this much, Scotland is going to stop participating in this podcast in about 25 minutes, um, but um, no, I think anything below Premier League is, is so we've we've got the winter break coming up anyway, I think they've potentially just moved the winter break so that, so that okay. it, all of it is off for at least two weeks, I think. Um, Alright. But yeah, I would imagine the, the, the lower leagues will probably come back before. Before the Premier does, which okay, which years ago would have been um, a problem when winter came, but now there is no winter. They'll just be able to carry on. Yeah, it's fine. We'll be able to play in January when they're, when they're playing in, in December, January in twenty degree heat. Exactly. Yeah. The Scottish, the Scottish beach football league starts. Just no belt for it. Honestly, there's just no player belt for it. Come on, you've seen the majority, the vast majority of Scottish football players are ginger. You you know how that's going to go. Well, maybe I could have been one myself. <laughs> they really needed to cloud over. <laughs> yeah. um, this weekend, you've, uh, Rangers have got St Mirren, haven't they? So, um, yes. um, how do you think that one's going to go? We should be OK. St Mirren aren't in great form themselves at the moment. Obviously, neither <clears> are Rangers, as, as we've spoken about recently. I think there was some surprise that... that Van Bronckhurst was still in the dugout come the, the Hearts game during the week there. Um, the fact that he made it through that game, I think, suggests that he's probably going to be given another crack at this after the World Cup. Um, rightfully so, I think. I, I don't think you can ignore what he did for this club last season. Uh, you can't just dismiss that, especially when he lost kind of two or three of his best players, best young players as well. Um <clears throat> and not really being given the funds to replace them. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll beat St Mirren. I don't think it'll be a comfortable game, but I think we'll win. And then, yeah, hopefully we can we can get through to the, the transfer window and hopefully the board will maybe give them a bit of money to, to replace or at least bulk the squad out about giving, uh, a bit given the, the injuries we've been suffering as well. Is there any talk of getting rid of him after this weekend? So then the no, new manager so comes I in think, and So I think part weeks. of the issue with getting rid of Van Bronckhurst is how much money it would cost them to do it. I mean, because, of course, it's mm. not like if we'd got in a Scottish manager and maybe he'd kept some of the, the previous incumbents in the staff. They basically replaced the entire staff when Gerard left and, and Van Bronckhurst came in. You know, they brought in Roy Mackay, they brought in Dave Voss. They brought in some of his own fitness and physio people and stuff like that. So I think I saw some, the, the figure I saw quoted was it would be in the region of 8 million quid to essentially let go of all of them. And if Rangers right. didn't give Van Bronckhurst 8 million quid to spend on a player in August, 
they're not going to spend eight million quid to get rid of him now. So, uh, yeah, I imagine it it would take coming back off the World Cup break and and still playing really poorly and losing that first old firm game before. I think Rangers would be forced into a decision around whether he stays or not. Roy McKay can still get in the team, can't he? Roy, I would would take him over Morelos at the moment. And I like Alfredo Morelos, but I mean, he's been so unmotivated and and unfit for large parts of this season. Uh, I I think I would take McKay over him at this point in time. Given the now famous Scottish uh, warm climate of the winter, are you worried about facing St Marina team with a Kenyan, two Australians and and uh, a Cypriot? Uh, no, because yeah, that's still... an unfair advantage. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still players who are playing for St Marin. So, I know I'm, I'm still... Well, they've got Keanu Bacchus. They've got Keanu Bacchus in their team. I've just looked through their squad on Wikipedia. He was, um, I quite liked him at Western Sydney Wanderers. Oh, I, I should have known that it would be a player that literally only you would know, Chris. <laughs> After Wikipedia, he's all right. Sorry. After you Wikipedia him. <laughs> after Wikipedia, well, after, after after Wikipedia the team, and I saw he was there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So other bits and bobs of news. So, um, thirty former footballers uh, and the family of Nobby Styles—they're suing IFAB, the English FA, and the Welsh FA for failing to protect them from uh, players from brain injury. This includes, as I said, Nobby Styles' family. He died in 2020 um, and was diagnosed with CTE, which I think was the same illness that. Was Aaron Hernandez, the American, the American football player, died off in the Netflix documentary? I don't know if you die of CTE. Maybe you do. Or, uh, I think I think actually I think Aaron Hernandez died of uh, of hanging himself from some bedsheets. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yes. Sorry. I think oh, yeah, I think the argument is that CTE played into his decayed mental state that yes. made him have those tendencies. So I don't think it kills you in itself. Um, no. Okay. Uh, yeah, generally regarded, yeah, no, so- I mean, kind of in terms of the big, the first big kind of famous case in terms of football, I guess was probably Jeff Astle. I'm I'm fairly certain yeah. that it was it was expected that heading the ball would contributed to his own issues later in his life. Um, it's it's a conversation that's well past you. I mean, obviously we 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 all know Jesse. We all know she's. Uh, Furious anytime someone gets let back onto a pitch, rightfully so, um, <clears throat> after a head injury. So, yeah, I mean, America's only just coming to terms with that conversation at the moment. And, um, yeah, we're long past you a similar conversation. Yeah. That's why Jesse can be on um, a high I... horse because fi- she's found something that America does it better. <laughs> and,. Yeah, it says that uh, footballers are two, uh, three and a half times more likely to have CTE than, or dementia, sorry, than the rest of the population. So, um, well, in terms of Nobby, someone like Nobby Styles, mm. he was he was playing in the in the olden days with a, a leather lace ball with laces that in the rain, my. Uh, my step I never experienced one of them, but my stepdad used to talk about them. I'm saying that like when it rains, it's like like kicking or heading a brick. Mm. So yeah, I can imagine that's probably caused some damage. 
Yeah. It, so should the, would the Football Association, or was even sort of science's understanding of head trauma <laughs> and CTE, or CTE wasn't a thing in the 60s, right? That was That's a much more recent development in terms of our understanding. So mm. the idea that they didn't protect them, I would say that <clears throat> there are people who, there are, much more recent cases when you've got an absolutely fair claim and lots of sports will will and probably are having that sort of that reckoning but mm. I have a, a on an isolated case of a man who died a, died what, a couple of years ago nearly 80 he'd be 80 now I'm not quite sure how much protection legitimately w- would have been available to him because of how much they all the things they didn't know. Mm. Okay. Um, former Wales captain Asher Williams has been cleared by the FA of improper conduct after being accused of confronting an opposition coach during his son's under-12 game in Manchester. Amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, Di Cunningham of Three Lines Pride has criticised David Beckham for accepting £150 million to be uh, Qatar World Cup ambassador. She said, I'm so disappointed because we, the LGBTQ plus family, uh, have put David Beckham on a pedestal. And as Robin Cowan pointed out on the Football Weekly podcast yesterday, um, Godchildren to David, or Godfather to David Beckham's children are uh, Elton John and David Furnish. Um, so it seems a bit weird he has taken this stance. And I think as a Qatar person this week, a Qatari person from the World Cup this week said that gay people are mentally unwell or something. Similar, I think he said, didn't he? So, um, it's a bit weird. Like they said on Football Weekly, it's really sort of got the potential to damage David Beckham's legacy. 150 million is a lot of, a lot of pound notes, though. It is, yeah, Andy. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd argue that the 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 one facing potentially greater damage from anything to do with Qatar at the moment would be Gary Neville, who has spoken openly and eloquently about the human rights issues in Qatar, but has also taken money to produce that documentary or, or whatever it is there. Um mm. Beckham, yeah, don't get me wrong, it's a bad look, but also I'm not aware of David Beckham having come out and spoken against Qatar at any point, so he maybe feels that his conscience is a little more clean in that regard, but yeah, I I mean, as someone who hasn't decided if he's going to watch any of this World Cup himself yet, I do find the whole... It's going to make that easier for me, didn't it? Sorry? So Scotland made that a little easier for you. No, I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, I technically, but I mean, Scotland have qualified for the last like five World Cups, and I've watched them. So yeah, you, know, you know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to. Sorry, I just going, I was just thing. going. I was going off. Yeah, have it. I was just going off Chris's assist, and I thought I. I don't care what you say. I'm finding another Scotsman to come on this podcast with me at some point. I kind of keep being outnumbered. Ah, uh, what you're going to try and bully us? Aye. <laughs> Aye. Get Ali on. Um, um, can someone fill me in on Gary Neville? <clears throat> so Gary Neville has, has spoken on various programmes on Sky uh, about the fact that he thinks Qatar should never have been given the World Cup in the first place and, and all the rest of it. But he also has done 
Chris Hulme in here. I can't remember if it's for Sky or whether it's actually for like FIFA or something like that. He's he has. Is this a documentary something. did like a year or like two years ago? <coughs> I I don't know, but I know he's working for Being Sports, isn't he? As a commentator out there, because he was on Have I Got News for You last week. Did anybody see that? No, I, I don't see it. I know he got ripped by Ian Hislop a bit. So there was a there was a documentary that he did on Qatar maybe two years ago that I think was for Sky um, where he was sort of asking some some difficult-ish questions but they could be you could potentially they could potentially be softball difficult questions if you know what I mean sort of like the the best cases of the bad things happening and then they're fixing them and oh look see it's not as bad. I don't know. But I did watch that, so I didn't know. If, I just was interested if he made a further documentary that was um, worse. I'm not sure, but I know he's definitely working for being sports in Qatar because basically one of the things... He was trying to justify, and I got news for you last week, that being in Qatar is the best place to highlight the human rights record. And... Ian his up said, well, you could do that from home without taking the money. And also, how are you going to do it during the commentary? You're not going to say, and the game is kicked off in this terrible stadium where six and a half thousand people died. And he's passed the ball and scored a goal in a country where you can't be homosexual. And, you know, I think Ian his up was trying to say you're, um, you're being a bit hypocritical here. Perhaps. I would say that, and history will quite probably prove in Hislop right. But I suppose at this moment, it's kind of like a Schrodinger's cat of, is Gary Neville, like, is he going to, because he hasn't yet not done the the right thing. If he's there, he's right. To an extent, if you are there, you do have the opportunity to do the, to, to do the most. Yeah. Obviously, I understand what you mean, but can you explain to the listeners what Schrodinger's cat is? No, if they don't know, they shouldn't be listening. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't, yeah, just double-checked, actually. So it's not about the, the documentary. that It's about the fact that he is going to be commentating on it for being sports, who are right, based yeah. out of Doha. So he is essentially taking Qatari money to commentate yeah, on that was a what World he, Cup was... that he has, he has vocally criticised, so... Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of hypocrisy yeah. there, but I, again, like I said, okay. anybody who's kind of taking Qatari money for this is, I think, has to be able to look themselves in the mirror at some point, and yeah, it's it's just a difficult situation all round this one. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I said, part of that then wait, you need to wait to see what his editorial line is because he's. Could it be a situation where, yeah, you're better off, he's better off taking that money and potentially um, raising some of these things if he is, if he does and is able to do that, or than having someone come in who's just a complete chill and nothing, no progress is made. I'm not, I'm just saying that. Criticize oh, yeah, him I after think yeah, I think there's an argument to be made for that. Yeah, I think if, if he. As long as he isn't fawning in his praise for Qatar and the Qatari government and so on, if he, if he, then fair enough, yeah. It's um, 
but like I said, it's just a, it's, it's just an all round. Uh, again, they should never have been gave the World Cup. We've got Seth Blatter waiting until the week before the World Cup to come out and say yes, it was a mistake that they were given it. I thank Seth. You could have said that about ten years ago, but never mind. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, David Seaman um, isn't happy with Arsenal fans this week. Has anyone seen why? Is it because um, the bench outside um, the Emirates that com- commemorates his career has like appearances four hundred something, and then it has goals at zero, which I think is a really harsh statement. <laughs> No, he didn't mention that. Uh, David Seaman, grown man David Seaman, said he's annoyed that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang wasn't given a quote-unquote proper boo by Arsenal fans last weekend. Um, he said the fat bars to let him go uh, this early tells you everything. Um, so he wasn't, Rob wasn't Page pantomime is... enough for him? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yes, it was. Hey! <laughs> oh, now Chris has got two, of, two funniest lines on this podcast. <laughs> um... Rob Page has banned Gareth Bale from playing golf at the World Cup. He says, uh, quote, unquote, there's no golf. We're out here to do a job. Um, I didn't realise this, but when Gareth Bale was on loan at uh, Spurs a couple of years ago, at the training ground, they built a little short course for him. It's cute that Rob Page thinks he's actually in charge. (laughs) Yeah. Who's going to get Miss Moore if they don't go? Gareth Bale or, yeah, um, or Rob Page? Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> yeah. also the fact that I'm fairly certain this World Cup will be the last games of football Gareth Bale ever actually plays. So, I mean, is oh, okay. it going to devastate him if Rob Page turns around and says, well, you'll never play for Wales again? <laughs> no, Gareth Bale will just turn around and go, cool, mere golf. That's, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, And uh, Liverpool could possibly well be up for sale. Um, FSG have said, under the right circumstances, we would consider new shareholders. Um, Adam, you work with numbers. Um, Has what FSG said this week said they're just looking for investment or they're looking to actually sell the club, do you think? I think it's what they didn't say. Yeah. Which is that they didn't say the club isn't up for sale. Uh, No, they didn't say that, did they? Yeah. So that means the club is up for sale. You think? Correct. Okay. How do you? How um, are you gonna? How are you gonna deal with that conundrum when your your precious football club is owned by some bloodlusting, like when Colonel Pinochet takes over? Colonel Pinochet. Well, he was a general for a start. Uh, and gen- he's dead. I've given him a promotion. I think. <laughs> no, you've demoted him. Uh, to be fair, he did some bad shit. He deserves a demotion. That's true. He did. Yeah. He was a he was a wrongin. Yeah. Um, no, he's going to be bought by Anita Roddick in the body shop. I can only imagine. Or just oh, well, the fact who's going to buy it. Now what does Jim Ratcliffe's going to just work his way around pre- all the Premier League clubs until one of them lets him buy them? <laughs> so that, that seems. Is he a bad surely, person? Surely Manchester United fan Jim Ratcliffe can't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if you th- hey, if you think that hey, billionaires don't get rich, babe. Uh, caring about loyalties and so and so on. So, um, I, if he thinks there's money to be made in that, I think he would think about Elon. it. Elon. Elon. Elon's not going to even be a billionaire by the end of this month. Come on. Seven. Yeah, Liverpool going to be Liverpool going to be the next leveraged buyout Premier League football club, are they? <laughs> 
the uh, seven ninety nine dollars a month, um, seven dollars ninety nine a month Twitter Blue subscriptions are going to fund his purchase of Liverpool. If you're um, if you're a, a Liverpool lunatic on Twitter, you can pay twenty dollars and have a little Liverpool flag. <laughs> maybe he'll, um, maybe he'll right, charge okay, people. He could charge people to use the hashtag, um, the "You'll Never Walk Alone" hashtag. Nice. He could, couldn't he? Money. You'll he never walk alone. There you go, that's what it's going to be now. He's going to change the song. He's going to change the song. (laughs) YNWE. Right, Premier League this weekend. It starts at half past 12 in BT Sport. Manchester City versus Brentford. Jacques still is available. Kyle Walker is still out, though, weirdly, in the England squad. Um, Brentford last beat... Uh, Manchester City on Christmas Day 1937. Adam, should some of those players be picked uh, seeing as they've got the experience of beating Man City? Yeah. <laughs> um, they've got the tactical nous. Yeah, they know how to get the job done. They have, Brentford have, um, their last 23 away games conceded 51 goals. Uh, although City did scrape that win against Fulham last week, didn't they? Can anyone see... More trouble for City this weekend, or um, easy possession? Yeah, I think it'll be the same as last week. You'll you'll recall, I I predicted that Fulham were going to get a point from City because City have got more players who are at danger of missing a World Cup if they get injured. That's even more the case this week, where I think Brentford Mm. are probably taking even fewer players to the the World Cup or sending fewer players to the World Cup than than Fulham were. Bit of advice, Andy. You're, I I generally don't try and promote the terms that I got the pr- prediction wrong. Still, no. I but I only got it right by like thirty seconds. You know that's close enough for me to come on. <laughs> I'm a Glaswegian and I'm a Scotsman. I'm used to the glorious failure of a last minute goal. So you know, um, <laughs> I but I, Brentford. Well, I, don't get me wrong. I actually don't think Brentford are, are quite as good as Fulham this season. Uh, will Ivan Tony have a point to prove potentially? Um, but City will probably just about scrape this one, I think. Yeah, Adam? I think Man City will be fine. Yeah? Yeah, they could, okay. they could just put Haaland out there and... <laughs> and Edison. Are we going to see... What's Edison going <laughs> to do? Edison's best chance is if he goes all Tonya Harding on Alisson. <laughs> um. Are we going to see this a lot this weekend? Sort of fifty-fifty balls and players might not fancy it as much. Or I, th- I thought you were really onto something when you asked about the yellow cards, and I'm surprised that more of that didn't come out. I thought we would have seen some of that. Yeah, quite possibly. I thought that Harry Kane um... was nailed on. You think? I thought. I thought. He was, I thought something like that would happen as well, but I don't think Conte let him get away with it. But well, who was first um... playing? Just out of, I know. I don't want to jump ahead on your. Leads. Um, okay. Because you just wonder as well. There's also the side of sort of like managing the squad and being like maybe getting and getting a suspension out of the way. Mm-hmm. But now, hold on. I've realised now what's going to happen. Harry Kane's going to get suspended now. Mm-hmm. So then he can have a break. He'll be off Boxing Day. You think he'll start the game first minute? He's going to thump an opposing player. 
what not trust himself to be able to pick up. Pick, he's just going to run around constantly telling the referee that, his, <laughs> that he wants to shit on his mum. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the smart way to do it, isn't it? Get your suspension in there, miss Boxing Day, yeah. have a longer. Then he'll have a longer rest after having played in the World Cup final. Yeah, smart Harry, smart. If you come up against one of your international teammates in a league fixture this weekend, are you going to want to go full blooded in a fifty-fifty with them, or are you sort of not going to want to? Be as full blooded as you were. Are you suggesting we send out like Ivan Tony as sort of like an agent of chaos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 not this weekend, no. Um, we want them wrapped in cotton wool this weekend, don't we? No, but Ivan Tony's got nothing to play for. He can go out as an agent of chaos. Oh, okay. Could, yeah. Kicking could, other players up in the air. Yeah, could Ivan Tony sneak into the England squad if, for instance, let's just say, <gasps> perchance. Yes. It happened to break Phil Foden's leg. Yes. <laughs> this has gone away that I wasn't like I wanted I wanted Tony to be working for England as an agent, just sort of like, I don't know, just like a spinal injury to Jal Cancelo. <laughs> but And he'll do in Jack Grealish just for double measure, just to sort of cement his no leg. One, how do you you can't it's impossible to break Jack Grealish's leg. Oh, have we seen wholesome Jack Grealish content this week? Is this when he... I know. I can't get past him not knowing what symmetrical meant. <laughs> uh, he met a young boy with uh, cerebral palsy because his sister's got cerebral palsy. A young boy wrote a letter to him. He wrote the letter back and he turned up with... Um, Did the young boy have better shirt. handwriting? <laughs> the young boy didn't have to dictate his letter. <laughs> Uh, and the young boy said, "If next time you score, could you do the worm?" Uh, but Jack Grealish said, "No, he'd injure himself if he did that." So he's doing another celebration. That's what I'd say if I couldn't do the worm. That's a, yeah, I could, but it really hurt. Yeah, me. yeah. Pep will be really <laughs> mad if I do the worm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, three o'clock is Bournemouth versus Everton in the Sylvan Distant Derby. Bournemouth midweek obviously um, beat Everton. Um, we playing Bournemouth again. But you're playing Bournemouth again, yeah. You might have all stayed down. You might have had a nice little break on the south coast. Frank gets to go and see his uncle Harry in Sandbanks. Yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking again about... Imagine how funny it would have been if Jack Grealish had to pull out of the England squad because of a back injury caused by doing the worm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everton away, their last 24 games. They've won two and lost 16. Um, which I guess means they've drawn six. Uh, and they've lost 16 Premier League games under Frank Lampard. Only Southampton and Wolves have done worse. And, of course, they've sat their managers. So, um, are you confident of revenge for the midweek <laughs> thrashing? No. <laughs> no. OK. Yeah, I was actually uh, going Andy, to ask... Andy, can you reassure him? No, I was actually going to ask, because the sense I'm getting, you're obviously to, closer to... To Everton and so on and on, but I, I just get the impression that there's been a wee downturn in form again recently, and it yeah, kind of feels bit, like yeah. the World Cup might be coming at a good time for them as well to give them that that mm. break. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Are you aware of Adam's vault fast last season? Regards to Everton, I'm not. So uh, uh, when Everton were going through their terrible run of form, and um. Adam had pretty much decided to wash his hands of them and not support them anymore. And instead of going sort of to support Dulwich Hamlet or someone to keep it real, 
um, he decided to go the other way and become a Bayern Munich fan instead. So No, you decided <laughs> I was going to become a Bayern Munich fan. <laughs> right, okay. Oh, I decided. That sets that out because I wasn't entirely sure. You mentioned Bayern Munich and Union Berlin fairly close together and I saw Adam punch the air and now I know it's about Bayern. So that's, that's fine. It's good to yeah. know. Yeah, I was doing a, a pretend celebration because he wasn't looking. He was just staring up the screen with <laughs> his notes. Yeah, we decided he could keep it real and go back to sort of grassroots football and we thought, where's the fun in that? Might as well support a team actually win something. Yeah. So. If you're going to exactly. pick, why, why pick badly? <laughs> All of these Manchester United fans that became FC United and Manchester fans, it's sort of when the Glazers took over, they should have just gone to Man City. Yeah. Done. Makes sense. Exactly. Uh, Liverpool versus Southampton, three o'clock. Uh, this is the pretty much everybody derby. Um, Nathan Jones's first pretty game in charge it. for. <laughs> uh, this is Nathan Jones's first game in charge of uh, Southampton. He did very well in two spells at um, Luton. Didn't do so well when he went to Stoke. So he's kind of um, got a point to prove about the fact when he's managing away from Luton. James Milne is available. Nabi Cater is possible. Um, are we dealing with a new manager bounce here and Liverpool are going to suffer this weekend? Or um, how do we think it's going to go, Andy? I think it's less a new manager bounce and again, more a... More a Liverpool shit bounce? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it will be a case of... <laughs> I thought I was about to say, it's cute that you're going to blame it on the new manager. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely think I can see Klopp picking a weakened side because I think Klopp would be the kind who would want his players to play in the World Cup even if it came but he can't send Thiago I, sorry I get he can't send Thiago no that's true no. Um, so yeah I, I imagine what will happen is Liverpool will send out where is this game is this so the Coliseum Anfield right. yeah, Thiago mean, this Liverpool is why you don't need five units <laughs> I think Liverpool will win but I think it'll be a close game just because I do expect Klopp will give some players the day off Do you think James Ward-Prowse is going to go full Ivan Tony on Jordan Henderson? Oh, oh. Right. oh I see. That's a be- that is a better example than anything Ivan Tony could have done because <laughs> we've got a straight straight situation where Ward-Prowse probably the next cab off the rank Yeah <laughs> Yeah I would just give Jordan Henderson a little, just a little push every now and then, and sort of hope that that sort of, that, <laughs> like that jolt, just a groin goes, because the man's a ticking time bomb for a soft, a soft tissue injury. So exactly. Um, what else have we got? So, uh, oh, I've got a quiz. Quiz. Uh, James Milner could make six hundred Premier League appearances. Uh, he would only be the fourth Premier League player to do this after dot dot dot. Well, it's got to be Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Um, they're nearly always Gary Speed. Nope. Okay. This is the BBC website, so I can't, you know. Oh. This, is, this might be a case of the mainstream metropolitan media getting it wrong again. So. Um, Gareth Barry, because he has all the yellow cards. He must have played loads of times. <laughs> yeah, one more. Oh, oh. So there's not four. He'll be the fourth. He'll be the fourth, yes. So there's another one. So did you say anything? Gavin? No. Good guess, actually. Are they outfield players or goalkeepers? He's an outfield player. 
You've got one more to guess, and he's an outfield player. Give us a clue. Uh, he's Tory Scum. Oh, Frank Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's Frank. Um, Nottingham Forest versus Crystal Palace. Hudson Edward is doubtful. Forest could be the first Premier League team to be bottom of the league in three separate seasons at Christmas, uh, 1993 and 1999. Forest have dropped 12 points from winning positions. Crystal Palace have earned 12 points from losing positions. Um, how do we think this one's going to go, Adam? Um... This is that situation where I wasn't listening fully again and I only heard Crystal Palace. I'm going to say that they're going to win. Who are they playing? Couldn't tell you. Have a guess. <laughs> Fulham. No. I think Kevin Costner. Doesn't, hasn't helped. Is it not? Why would that help? <laughs> Nottingham Forest. Oh, right, okay. Oh, come on, it's only like one of the top three greatest films ever. Whoa. Which is set in Sherwood Forest, surely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, he's got, he's, he's got the Sheriff of Nottingham in. Who's, who's clearly acting outside of his jurisdiction in Sherwood Forest. <laughs> So all of a sudden, I'm on the I'm I'm back on the side of Robin Hood. Nobody ever mentions that, does he? <laughs> do they? What are you going to do when you capture him and bring him to justice? Because you're operating outside your jurisdiction. Yeah. You've Any good no lawyer would have got Robin Hood off. Hudson <laughs> um, Edward is doubtful. Um, yeah, like I said, that about Forrest being the first team to be bottom of the league at Christmas in three separate seasons. So. Uh, how do you think this one's going to go? Now you know who we're talking about. <laughs> in theory, it should inform, inform my opinion more, but I'm still going to go with Crystal Palace. So oh, okay. I should have styled this out and uh, just been sort of pro-Palace. Uh, Andy? Uh, I'll go for a draw just because I don't think Palace are exactly <clears throat> uh, setting the league light at the moment either. Um They've obviously got Mark Gehi, who I imagine might be slightly put out by the fact that he didn't make the England squad ahead of Harry Maguire either. Um, and he's got nobody to injure in the Forest team either, has he? Yeah, exactly. It's pointless for him, so he'll just be moping about the pitch for 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> he's crying. Yeah, I'll, I'll go him, score draw. Him and Jesse Lingard worrying, wondering what they did. <laughs> <laughs> at least Jesse at least Jesse Lingard can count his two hundred grand a week. <laughs> yeah, you've not even got that, have you, Gay? Um okay, well do you think it'd be a high scoring draw or a uh, nil nil? Uh no. Yeah, neither of them's really scoring in great numbers either at the moment, so yeah, I'll, I'll go nil nil. Okay. Uh, West Ham versus Leicester, three o'clock in the Andy MP Derby. James Justin could miss the rest of the season for Leicester. Um Leicester got 13 points since October, so they're uh, bouncing along, aren't they? Turning things around, apparently. They are, aren't they? Mm. Turning things round enough? Um, For this weekend? Yeah. James Madison, what if he gets injured? After all, we've not been playing for England for four years. What if he gets injured tomorrow? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. 
That I want that to happen so badly. <laughs> All that clamour for him for me for absolutely nothing. All those inches in the athletic that have been dedicated yeah. to. Jared Bowen going in, two footed. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, what do you reckon to this game then? Worst case scenario is sort of like Madison and, and Declan Rice run into each other. Yeah. <laughs> Something is going to happen, isn't it? Like this. I did wonder why they happen. couldn't have just named the squad on Sunday night or Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it needed to be done on Thursday. They could have told all the players already. Yeah. And just kept it under under wraps until today. I think it would have been leaked out, I imagine, wouldn't it? Well, it was being leaked it's out. It's not like Strictly. It was <clears> being leaked it's out. It's not like Strictly where nobody knows till the following day, is it? No, well, they keep it watertight. Yeah. Like, it's on army lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, there are nuclear codes less secure than Strictly's results. <laughs> um, so what do you reckon the score is going to be? Um, I think that West Ham are pretty poor. Um, I've seen some interesting stuff with a, a, another chat I'm in with some West, a West Ham fan. He's talked a lot about how they are underperforming a lot of their 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 underlying stats, their XG and so forth, and sort of like we're having a conversation about whether that is an example of poor coaching or overall whether it's just bad luck. Um, That's what you talk I, about with your friends. Yeah. You talk about XG with your friends. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Yesterday I went to the pub and played chess. How do you feel about that? No, you didn't play chess. Was this the same person you talked about XG? No, different person. <laughs> the person I play, the person I play, I talked XG with, I'm in a separate group where we go to the pub and play hearts. What's that? The card game. You don't know how to play hearts? Okay. No. Well, don't play me because I'd annihilate you. I'm pretty good. <laughs> and then you demolish me over XG afterwards. Yeah. I'd make you feel this small. <clears throat> Andy, in the uh, working men's clubs of Glasgow, <laughs> um, are they talking about XG? No, we also play chess and so we talk about XC, <laughs> expected checkmates. But anyway. Uh, no, that's in the, in the working... Man's clubs of Glasgow, we are normally focused on staying alive, so that's <laughs> something. Maybe you should try talking about XG. If you started doing that, maybe everyone would be happy to talk about it and you don't have to focus on staying alive. No, I kind of feel like if you talk about things like that uh, in Glasgow, your sexuality gets called into question. And... <laughs> you're, like you're like Graham Lasseau in The Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this fucking English wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been a... reading. <laughs> imagine a Saturday night, Adam comes up to visit you um, for spending the weekend, and then you take him out round sort of Camberslang or, you know, Govan or somewhere like that. How would he get on? Uh, Camberslang and Govan would not go well. City centre, I think you'd probably be okay now. I think that's just been about metropolitanised enough 
Um, <laughs> to talk about XG. Aye, to talk about XG and stuff. I think you could get away with that, but governing Canvas Line, no. No, we're not doing that. Chris, I'm gonna, before I go to Glasgow, I'm going to need you to give me some accent lessons. <laughs> okay. Let's try and blend it. I've got my Scottish you. dictionary. I've got my Scottish dictionary I could give you. Okay. Um... Spurs versus Leeds, 3 o'clock. Richarlison and Kulisevsky could be back. Patrick Bamford is out. Um, Spurs have lost three out of four. That's as many as they lost their previous 24 matches. Uh, and in their last eight games in all competition, it says they've got zero goals. So that's the BBC. I'm not entirely... Does that sound right? The last what? In what? How many games? It says their last eight, game, eight games in all competition, eight. zero goals. They that scored against Liverpool at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Harry Kane scored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Must have written that down wrong. Almost certainly. Weirdly. Yeah. What other, ch- what other chances <laughs> that something on that notepad might not be factually accurate? <laughs> um, since promotion in 2020, Leeds have conceded 34 goals in 14 league games in London. Um, is that a coincidence? I think the bright lights of the big city <laughs> will get too much for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're too confused that the streets aren't paved with gold. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dick Whittington isn't sort of striking the bell. <laughs> uh, I think it's really important for Tottenham that Richarlison is back. Although yeah. it will be interesting to see, again, uh, as someone, he's, I assume he's made the Brazil squad. So um, it'll be interesting to see. He has made the Brazil squad. I've seen, seen the Brazil squad. I think he has. Um, yeah. There was a video has, of him yeah. being really happy on Twitter. Yes. Um, because just watching them in that, that game against Liverpool, they are such, with, with Son out as well, they are such a, a poorer side when they don't have a threat in behind and someone who can stretch a defence. So they need someone mm. to be able to make those runs in behind and give Harry Kane someone to look for if if he drops deeper. So I think that losing Son and Richarlison is too big a blow for Spurs to overcome. Okay, Andy, um, can Leeds keep doing dramatic wins? They've had them against Liverpool and uh, against Fulham last weekend. Can they keep doing them and getting away with it, or are they going to get found out, do you think, against um, Spurs? I'm wondering if they're maybe just starting to breathe a wee bit of confidence up there. I mean, they've got players that could do damage, as they've proven in the last couple of weeks. Mm. One, maybe, uh, yeah, if they fall behind in this game, I don't expect they will make the comeback again. I just, but if they score first, I get the impression there's just enough tension around Spurs at the moment where fans could start to get on their back. Conte, as we know, is, doesn't he deal hugely well with his teams falling behind and so on. So if Leeds can if Leeds can open the scoring here, I think they've got a shot. But I would probably still side with. Um, Spurs at the moment, and also, of course, Richarlison's in the Brazil squad because they called up about 22 strikers and Edison based on the look of their squad. So, uh, yeah, that should be fine. You think Fred and Hulk are disappointed at missing out? I want to know who this Pedro guy is. (coughs) Pedro? Yeah, there's some guy called Pedro in the squad. I'm going to look into it now. Um, I completely agree with everything uh, Andy said there. Yeah, Pedro, I think... because he's I th- scary? I think I saw Alex Stewart mention him. Uh, what, the England wicketkeeper? <laughs> no, the, 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 the ex-TFO uh, football 
I was going to say, X Man of the Post podcast. Alex Stewart feels like a, Alex Stewart feels like an odd choice to play for free, play for Brazil. I suppose either one of them is an odd choice to play for Brazil. In the world. Yeah, he's also playing for Brazil. Yeah, but yeah, he mentioned them and reckons in some ways that Pedro might actually be like Brazil's <clears> secret <throat> weapon. He would be a secret weapon. Because I'll be honest, I don't know who he is. Such a secret that <laughs> no one knows who he is. Yeah. Is he like the masked singer? Is he unveil himself and he'll be like David Williams or something? Yeah, oh, like he, he Ronaldo's joined... been into the hyperbaric chamber and it's just come out twenty years younger. <laughs> <laughs> he, joined, he joined. That'd be lovely. He joined. He joined Fiorentina in 2019, but he played, played four appearances and is now back in Brazil. So that's why we don't know of him. And it's it wouldn't be a Brazil squad if they didn't have some some chugger centre forward play who plays locally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, Newcastle versus Chelsea, half past five. The Celestine Babiara derby. Um, Callum Wilson is out with, uh, with an illness. Uh, Jorginho is a doubt for Chelsea. Newcastle are guaranteed a Premier League top four place at Christmas for the first time since 2001-2. And they won their last four in the league. Uh, Miguel Amron's on quite the run, scoring seven in seven. Um, Chelsea could lose three consecutive league games for the first time this century. Um Andy, what do you reckon? Yeah, when you say Callum Wilson's out with illness, is that illness cowardice? <laughs> Just the illness taking their chances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a little, I've got a little, little tickle in my throat, boss. <laughs> Stuck his thermometer in the oven. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, just uh, kept rubbing his eyes after he cho- chopped onions and stuff. No, <laughs> oh, okay. The, um, Vicks under the eyes. Yeah, he's worried, he worried that maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe some of those. Maybe Chelsea have got a clause in in Abraham's deal with Roma that if he makes the World Cup squad, he costs more money. So, <laughs> very possibly. Um, I I think Newcastle will win this game. We, we we spoke last week about the fact that I feel like Eddie Howe kind of finally took the brakes off this team. Um, Miguel Almiron is in unbelievable form. Um, Wilson is scoring, but obviously isn't going to play this one. But even Chris Wood scored last week, so things must be going right for Newcastle. So, yeah, Chelsea. Well, they're the form team in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know a few Newcastle fans, and Newcastle fans, as you know, are maybe prone to a little bit of hyperbole at times. But there's a there's a real building sense that they can be title challengers. Not, not <laughs> I don't think many of them expect this season. But they're, they're maybe now just starting to think Champions League qualifications. So, yeah, they're they're really. What do they form. feel about? What do they feel about XG? Your Newcastle friends. <laughs> um, it's a, a, they don't really talk to me about XG. I, I was just thinking about the fact that I was genuinely going to bring up XG earlier on when Union Berlin get mentioned, <laughs> and I, I thought I better keep quiet. But I mean, if. XG's on the table you now, then I'll, I'll maybe double back <laughs> into that. But, um, yeah, this has always been. I've always tr- worked my hardest to make this a cerebral podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that brings it down with dick jokes, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Adam, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think Newcastle probably will win. Like I said, they're the form team. Uh, I mean, any, these, any of these fans who think that Newcastle fans who think they're in there for a title track. Challenger uh, sniffing glue, but sure. I mean, they're already what's the seven points off Arsenal, and Arsenal have a game in hand. 
Mm. But sure, they could easily finish in the top four. That's doable. Yeah. Okay, uh, last game on Saturday's quarter to eight. Uh, Wolves versus Arsenal on Sky. June Lopetegui won't take charge. Uh, Diego Costa sadly is banned. Um, the last five times, Andy, uh, Arsenal have been top at Christmas. They have lost the league. And I, I think they'll lose the league this time. I'd, I'd said last week, I think any team that's going to be able to rely on Kevin De Bruyne feeding Erling Haaland the ball is going to win the league as long as they keep <clears> enough players around them fit. Arsenal are doing a mm. sensational job. I, I'll be honest, I was... I'll be completely honest, I was Arteta out at one point, about a third of the way through last season, not just because they were only playing brilliantly, but because I thought his attitude to certain things and certain players was, was poor. Um, I'm fully prepared to admit I was wrong on that, as has been proven this season, but um, yeah, they're, they're not going to win the league. Uh, um, certainly not this season. Um, and probably not as long as, as Erwin Haaland's uh, our man said well, unfortunately. There was, a, there, was a, there was a period where things were going so badly for him that and a sad indictment is this is probably a good couple of Everton managers ago that I genuinely people are when I think it might have even been on a podcast because we were like who's who do you want to be the next manager? Like, oh, Arteta's available and you're like no he's not been oh I just assumed he'd been fired. <laughs> Uh, Wolves have got a 4.8% conversion rate um, and they've won 2 out of 21 in the league. That was against Forest and Southampton. It's a bit XG, uh, that stat. 4.6 conversion rates. 4.8. Yeah. So it's better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't ever go down the pub, so you know, it's not for me to say what you can and can't talk to your friends about down the pub. But this is on WhatsApp. You're, conf- you're conflating my trips to the pub to play chess. And my WhatsApp. Oh, sorry. And my WhatsApp You're conversations talking... about XG. <laughs> right. Sorry. Fair enough. Well, you are, you are far more high rather than me, so I wouldn't ever talk about XG on WhatsApp. Um, you barely know what WhatsApp is. This is true. <laughs> I've only just figured out how to use the gifts properly. So yeah. Someone go. taught me the other day that you, uh, can, the, the, that you can record your own gifts now. It's a game changer. Didn't know that. Yeah. What, just on WhatsApp or in general? Just on WhatsApp, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, that is a game changer. Um, I don't like this quarter to eight game on a Saturday. Football should be over by then. Strictly as well. Strictly's on. I'm going to watch Tony Adams. I mean, that doesn't happen in my house, so I don't have that problem. I don't have to go, I don't have to go from Strictly to I'm a celebrity to Britain's Got Talent to whatever nonsense. I choose to watch Strictly. I know you do. Doesn't make it okay though, does very, it? It's very good. I'm a, I tell you, I'm going to watch that. So you can go down the pub and talk about how what, about how good a t- Tony Adams cha cha was. <laughs> exactly. That's what we talk about down the pub. Right. I don't know how you can talk about Adam going and talking chess when you're been talking about Pasadobles <laughs> and all the rest of it. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, okay, Sunday is Brighton versus Aston Villa, two o'clock on Sky. Brighton have won their last two in the league and scored seven. Um, they're back in the goals. Villa won two out of three, and of course, they beat the um, Manchester United last week. Who saw the video of Emmy Martinez for Luca Digna's free kick? Who saw that? It's very good. Uh, so someone is filming 
Um, the, someone was on a camera phone just filming. And basically, Aston Villa uh, have got a free kick and they stick a couple of players in front of the Manchester United wall. Emmy Martinez is directing these two Aston Villa players um, to stand in a particular place because it blocks David De Gea's view of the goal. And, of course, Luke, the uh, Luca Dinia scores from that free kick, so that's pretty cool. Um, how do you feel this game is going to go, Adam? Um, hard to say, isn't it? Two sort of teams that have hard to, to pick up on now because of the changes that have been afoot for both of them. Um, I was just looking and thinking that Sky really had given up on sort of football happening by, by Sunday. <laughs> they were like, no one cares about Sunday. The World Cup has pretty much started at this point. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, Andy? Uh, yeah, I mean, two weeks ago, I feel like this would have been an easier prediction, Brighton to win, but I mean, Unai Emery is, is a very good coach. Um and it clearly has had an immediate effect. I mean, you could argue it's against Man United, who are still very inconsistent. But, um, yeah, I could see this one being a draw as well. I don't think Brighton will lose, given they've they kind of turned the corner form-wise. But, again, so Villa. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go a score draw on that one. All right. And then, finally, is Manchester United... Oh, sorry, it's Fulham versus Manchester United. Half past four on Sky. Uh, Alexander Mitrovic is out. He's expected to be okay for the World Cup. Uh, Bruno Fernandes is back. Um, Anthony and Ronaldo are doubts for United. Fulham have got zero wins in 14 versus United. Um, one for your fantasy teams. Andres Pereira has got six goal involvements in 14 games for Fulham. Um, in 2022, Manchester United lost 11 games out of 33. That's the most in um, that's the most in a calendar year since 1990. So. Do we think um, it's like going to be a Pereira revenge game? Could be. Uh, if anyone follows uh, the Football Conspiracies Twitter page, um, I'm convinced there are no bad players called Pereira. They all seem to be very good. For a long time, I wasn't, I wasn't completely convinced that Pereira existed. <laughs> He's like 24. Why is that? He's played about four he... games of football in his entire career. Getting 100 grand a week as well. Was it? That's the dream. Is he? Was he? I don't know. He must be getting yeah. something. He's, he's getting more than you and me. Yeah. That's for sure. It's not the dream. We all know what the dream is. The dream is the third choice goalkeeper at Man City. Exactly. As I like to call, <laughs> I like to call him, uh, the coach in charge of catching crosses. <laughs> this is true. Uh, we reckon to this one then before the Premier League packs up for a month. Man United are a hot mess of inconsistencies. Um, uh, without Mitrovic there, I, I think that Man, Man United will probably win. And yeah. the Premier League will go out on a whimper. Fair enough. Um, Andy, the Mitrovic factor, apart from the fact he looks like David Garn from Depeche Mode, is he going to be uh, a big miss? Yeah, he definitely is. I think if Mitrovic was was fit and playing, I would have probably gone full on for this for the, the same reason Adam said. Man United are just all over the place. You don't know what you're getting from from one week to the next at the moment. I still think Fulham will get a point out of this. Um, United mm. just don't convince me as a as a as a dominant team at the moment. So, and especially if they do have players of their own missing for this game. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go a draw again. 
Perfect. Okay. Uh, that brings to the end of our Premier League roundup. Any other business? Nope. I might as well Definitely. very quickly mention XG then while we're, we're on it in a Union Berlin. <laughs> yeah, I think. But it's not a surprise that they're gradually falling away from Bayern because I think one of the stats was that they were outperforming their XG by a ridiculous margin. I'm fa I'm fairly certain it was by by clear by a number of goals. They were being extremely efficient in front of goals and that was always going to be unsustainable so it's been a fantastic story I hope they stay the course and qualify for Champions League but yeah they were always it was always likely they were going to fall away from Bayern at some point so yeah I watched them I watched them last week and they were dull and boring as anything um, which I think is what they're happy with I imagine I wish I was in your WhatsApp group with your West Ham fans now. That was quite interesting. You, you've changed your tune. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I condemned you too soon. Yeah. You're not getting not an for invite. the first time. Oh, damn it. Uh, right, OK. So um, that brings the end of our Premier League Roundup, end of our podcast, end of our, any other business. So uh, all the stuff to say is we are Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network, so you can... Find us at Man of the Post on Instagram and Twitter and give us a like on Facebook as well. Um, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify and um, boost us up the charts, I think, by some sort of algorithm. Um, and uh, you can subscribe via your favourite um, podcast app of choice. Ali and Dave, Simon and Carl will be back uh, after the weekend to review the games that we've been previewing here. Um, Adam, if people want to follow you on Twitter and keep up with your musings, how do they do that? They can't. They can't? No. You gone, are you? Yeah. David Bedil told you to leave and you left. Yeah, sheeple. Sheeple, exactly. Are you on Mastodon yet? What? Oh, God, you're not even on Mastodon. <laughs> Mastodon is the, um, it's the uh, new social media app that people are flocking to now Elon has taken over. Oh, no. You know? Andy, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? I mean, you've forgotten the caveat of follow me on Twitter for probably about another 48 hours <laughs> before it all goes to oh, really? shit and it closes <laughs> down and... Uh, it declares bankruptcy, <laughs> but not if they do want to follow me and see the riveting stuff I'll come up with for the next two days, um, they could get me at Sig Tyson. And what if they want to get you on Mastodon? Uh, I'm also at Sig Tyson. You... Oh, and also they could get um, me no, at Sig Tyson. So I'm, I'm kicking about. You're where on Sig Tyson, sorry? Which is the other one that people are flocking to at the moment. Oh, right, okay. I've not heard of that one. I'm in the dark on that one. Uh, right, guys, thank you ever so much, and always remember to keep your man on the post. Mm -hmm.